It's not the Blair Witch Project, everyone. It's our episode on the Witch's Ladder. Ooh, spooky. Light from Lantern presents. Knit a spell. I'm magical maker, Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. Oh, no, not spooky? No, oh. not spooky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so maybe we've seen, you know, our listeners or watchers, a witch's ladder of sorts. It looks perhaps like an adult mobile, uh, or at least that was my first impression of it. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what it actually is? <laughs> right. I mean, cute, I mean, cut to the black and white film and hanging from a tree is uh, weird strings of bones and feathers and the sound of clinking bones mm. in the evening breeze as your ominous figures chase you in the woods or, or like this wondering if you're like going to die. That's <laughs> like, like a witch's ladder is this idea of ominous trinkets strung from trees in, on, you know, on strings. That's the negative sort of classic scary image of a witch's ladder. Yes. But we are going to talk all about a witch's ladder, what it really is how it is in the theme of this month of not magic mm-hmm. and um, magic using cords and, and yarn and threads. And it is not at all. It is for modern use of magic. It is something completely opposite from this scary, scary thing. Oh, so, there's a shock. Hollywood is misselling something to us. Oh, yeah. entertainment purposes only, people. <laughs> of course, right? And yeah. witches have always taken the hit. Mm. Anyway, for lots of reasons. That's a whole other episode that we need to do is oh my how the yes. oppression of, of indigenous pagan practices and, and witches. Seriously, the Blair Witch Project from the witches perspective, perspective. like these crazy people came into my house and are messing with my thing. Get out of yeah. my property. Get out of my house. Jeez. I know. Wouldn't you? A witch's ladder is a form of sympathetic magic where you use string or yarn or cord. And while braiding the cord in a specific number of ways, you are attaching important trinkets, objects to the ladder in accordance with your intention with this piece of magic. Mm. And the background goes back to like, well, what we have in history is the late 1800s in the wall of a house that was being demolished in Somerset, England. Um, there were a rope with feathers sticking out of it. So if you can imagine a rope with these long feathers sort of sticking out of it, like a mm. mobile made of feathers. And it was in, in between, like in the roof or in between the walls. And I'm sure it was covered with dust and sort of sitting Yo. there and, Cobbledy. you know, Finding something in between the walls that's sort of odd like that is always kind of like a little bit spooky. I have Mm. friends that on purpose have put things in their walls so that the next people that remodel the house get freaked out. And I think that that's (laughs) (laughs) making notes. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious and like also kind of mean. Anyways, that's like the first like occurrence of it. I'm sure it goes back way before that. Sure. So sometimes you can just hang them. Some people think that it's, you know, something that's hung from a tree or hung 
in agriculture to like scare away animals that are going to eat your apples. So if you have like a crow kind of situation, yeah, like Mm -hmm. a scarecrow or or scare deer. So there's this, there's that idea too, that it could have been as simple as that. But what, like we said, I think last week, um, and like we always say, the tools of magic are often regular old tools that people and humans have used and they've just because they've become so useful or they've they've taken on a spiritual meaning as well and so we find that wow here's this object that as it's buffeted in the wind we could imagine that that sort of activating it in some way Mm. so there's these ideas that the feathers can symbolize you know, all kinds of things that, that the, the number of twists or the number of braids in the cord or the yarn can sure. be symbolic numerologically or, or personally, if it's the number of your year or your age or how long you want this thing to last or how soon you want this thing to come to you. The oh. feathers can symbolize the flight of our intentions or gathering something from the universe, bringing it to us, psychic connection, or the element of air, our thoughts, or our, or our psychic mm. realm. You know, if you put bones in it, look scary for Blair Witch. But we, what was, right. what episode was it with Cindy Toto? Yeah, we had crafting an, with bones. Right. We had an episode with Cindy Toto where we talked about the magic of bones and how incorporating bones into your witch's ladder can be very, very powerful really talking about the bones or the, or the, the core of you, the core of what you need, Mm -hmm. um, the luck of a black cat bone or a, or a raccoon bone or something like that. And lucky rabbit's foot, right? Yeah. This lucky rabbit's foot into your talisman. These are things that have been done forever and, and can be certainly very, very helpful. What's interesting to you out of all of this so far, is this the first time you've heard of witches ladders since in doing research for this episode? Yeah. And I was, well, I mean, of course, you know, when you see it, like you said, you kind of get like the, ooh, quote, spooky, but only because it didn't really know anything about it. And then as you peel back the layers, you're like, oh, okay, this isn't really so different than like our episode on candle magic, where it's like, okay, the the ladder or the string is sort of like the, the, the base bone, the candle, and then you add things according to your attention to that. You add oils or you add... Um, herbs, things of that nature, even a petition underneath it. All of these things are very similar avenues to reach your same intent on on this, just a new way of crafting. That's right. Well, speaking of scary, if you thought bones and feathers were scary, sometimes people make witches' ladders out of someone's hair. Yes. So this gets to a whole realm of magic, sympathetic magic, where you're using someone's personal... Tell me first, what do you mean by sympathetic magic? Oh, thank you. So sympathetic magic is this idea that whatever it looks like is what it must apply to. So for instance, if you look at a flower and it looks like a heart, then it must be good for love or it must be good for your heart. Mm, Okay. This is not necessarily medically true. People don't (laughs) eat bleeding heart for a heart condition, right? That's probably not medically advised, but you can use bleeding heart, the flower or the plant, and it is magically or spiritually good for matters of the heart or matters of love. 
Lungwort is a plant that people think the leaves look like your lungs. Actually not healthy to eat. So so it helps to be discerning. Is that what you're saying? Well, in the old days, they didn't have ways to test. So they looked at things that looked like something else. So in hoodoo and folk magic, you'll find that if something looks like you would use a train or a railroad spike, the railroad spike represents transportation and travel and Mm. this idea. And so you would use that to bring that energy into your magic. And so you would use a bone because it represents the foundation or the structure of a person. You would use a bone to bring structure to your spell. There's Mm. that's very one-to-one it's, it looks like this. So it must bring that to your spell. That's sympathetic magic in a nutshell. There's probably a much more academic definition. And if you listener would like to contribute to that definition, send us an email. Yeah. Knit a spell podcast at gmail.com. Knit a spell podcast at gmail.com. That's right. Okay. So sympathetic magic. So using hair. So let's talk about using parts of our body. This is something that is called a personal concern. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a new word for us here on the podcast. Vocabulary, personal concern, a personal concern. This is where you use a part of your body. Hair is very common. It can be also bodily fluids or teeth or any part of your body. And sometimes this is, again, Hollywood will take that and say, oh, someone snatched a piece of your hair and then Mm. used it in an evil spell or they took some of your blood and used it to, oh, you yeah. know, control Fingernails, you. I've heard that. Yeah. Don't, Anything don't with your DNA. Your, yes. Don't leave your fingernails because someone will take that and do magic on you. Yeah. There's actually a lot of folk. Ma- there is folk magic people who really do see that. And they're like, oh, yeah, I believe in that. So that's a thing that people do, you know, believe and they're careful about it. Um, and personal concerns is a thing. So we do believe that that is very much connected to us. So if I want to do a spell, well, it's hard with my very short hair, (laughs) but with your hair, you can use your own hair and braid something like a cord and make a witch's ladder out of your own hair. Mm. How powerful would that be? Ooh. You do magic with that. I mean, I was just plucking my hair out of some yarn (laughs) for our second part, and now I'm kind of regretting that. So maybe I'll put it back in later. Even if there's a few strands tied woven into the yarn that we're going to use, that would be, wow, I'm really putting my own energy and my own personal concerns into this work. Yeah. Well, and I guess now that I'm thinking about it, it wasn't, it was commonplace for you to gift your loved one or your lover a piece, a lock of your hair, right? To always have with them. So it's interesting that that is part of the magical connection. So that's really cool. And I know that this is supposed to be a very powerful form of magic and also very accessible. So I was thinking in our second half, maybe you could run me down like a little demo. And then if our listeners slash viewers want to follow along, they'll know how to do it as well and can. Oh, that's there. Awesome. Yes. So this is going to be a little learn and do so you can do it along with us. Uh, You can watch the video on YouTube or on Instagram and I'll instruct and Katie will do it and you'll know how to do a witch's ladder after this episode. Woohoo. All right. We'll be back with our demo right after the break. Okie doke. So Jim, I was hoping that you could tell the folks at home and our listeners about your amazing class, Palmistry Tarot Mashup. 
So the Palmashi Tarot mashup is an exploration of some hidden in plain sight symbolism in the Rider Waite Smith tarot cards. The Rider Waite Smith tarot cards have people in almost all of the cards. And with my friend, Madame Pamita, we dive in and decipher the secret signals the hand gestures are sending us in the tarot deck. You will learn about how the hands and finger positions, what they mean and how to interpret them and get an insight into human nature and human unconscious. You can get lifetime access to this class for just $29 by visiting bit dot ly forward slash pt mashup the palmistry tarot mashup it's super fun lifetime access self-paced you took the class i did and i learned a lot and i can't recommend it highly enough so definitely check it out and you'll be glad you did because your tarot reading skills are going to be increased exponentially by these two wonderful hosts on this class so don't miss out and we're back. You tell me how to do the witch's ladder. I'm yeah. distracted on video. We're we're joined by pancakes. Ah, we're yes. Beautiful, adorable little puppy dog. So this is a reason to watch, to pop onto the video just to yes. see Katie's amazing little pup. Little dog camera. Little dog cameo. Dog cam. Yes. <laughs> dog cameo. Ugh. Okay. So why do a witch's ladder? Yes. This is how to bind your intent to you to your space, because as you walk through this process, it's very meditative. Mm -hmm. um, you'll have an intensity with that desire that you have for what it is you are creating around your intent. It brings your intent to you with the feathers and the trinkets and all the things you're going to put into it. And so this is a modern way to do a witch's ladder. So Katie, do you have an intent that you've like developed that you yes. want your witch's ladder to do? I have crafted an intent. Yes. Okay, share that with us. What, what's your intent? So my intent is, I communicate with spirit easily and safely. Oh, I love that. One of the things that I love about your intent is that it's phrased in the positive. Mm -hmm. So intents, uh, whenever we work with intent magically, it's always really great to phrase it in the positive, as opposed to, to I don't want to be blocked from my connection with spirit. Yes. Well, that is immediately putting an intent about being blocked from spirit communication. Right. So we really excellent um, in, in crafting a positive intent. You gave okay. me an A plus on that? A plus intent? Yay, Yay. A plus. <laughs> By the way, we are going to go through a bunch of instructions. And Katie and right. I designed an amazing free resource for you. That's right. You can download a free PDF on how to make your own witch's ladder. Yes. Cue based. the cheers. <laughs> yes, all based on Jim's instruction. So it's uh, laid out hopefully very easily for people to follow along. So you can just simply go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash witch ladder, W-I-T-C-H ladder, L-A-D-D-E-R. No caps, one word bit.ly slash witch ladder. Go there to that URL and we'll have it linked in the show notes and all over Instagram free and a really beautiful and amazing PDF on how to make your own witch ladder. So you too can follow along at your own pace. You can hit pause on this podcast 
download the PDF and actually do this with us if you want. Super cool. So the materials you're going to need, you need three strands of string cord yarn. What have you got? I have yarns. Each oh. with a different uh, personal meaning, which was let's, a nice bonus. Let's see them. Hold them up. Right. So this one, first of all, and it's black. So this is a black merino yarn that's kind of got like a chenille texture oh, yeah. to it that I really okay. liked. So um, along with my intent, which was uh, having open communication easily and safely with spirit, I am choosing black to be uh, sort of a neutral, negative absorbing, protective barrier. Plus, yeah. I liked that it was fluffy and you kind of like want to be on Squishy. it. It's very textural. And I liked yeah. that. Then, because indigo is like a very good color for intuition and whatnot, I am using this hand dyed yarn that my friend Jessica made with her own indigo dye. So she Whoa. dyed it. It's like a whole nother witch intent being given to me. I'm really excited for that one's like supercharged strand. And then finally, I have this uh, not natural fiber. However, it is a really fun novelty yarn, I guess, uh, in that it has these little flecks of almost like organza or netting in the uh, twisted within the strand itself to give it this very fluffy, feathery feel since I actually wanted to avoid putting feathers in my witch's ladder today. <laughs> Even okay. though that's like most traditional to put yes. into one, I'm not dealing with getting them. So <laughs> Okay. Well, you don't have to. That's that's very cool. Let me show you an example of a witch's ladder. Oh yeah. This is one that we made years and years and years ago. This is what a witch's ladder can look like. Ooh. So this one is again braided in th- three different colors and has trinkets. It has feathers. And this one uses buttons because the buttons are really easy to connect to the yarn. And so what we're Mm. seeing is three colors of yarn braided with feathers every so often, and then a button put in every so often. Mm. And it just goes all the way down to the end. I love it. This is one that my husband made. We're sharing with permission. Yes. (laughs) Always get consent. Remember, consent. It's the best. Hangs there in the corner and does its work. We're going to make something similar to this. You have your length of cord. So the length is up to you. And what length did you decide on a length? I decided to go for um, a yard because I learned through this cord magic book that we've been reading through this month, that the exact length from the tip of my finger to my nose was 36 inches. And I was like, oh, talk about my magic number nine. So um, now anytime I have an opportunity to make it that long, I at least start there, even if I end up cutting it a little bit. So, so that's where I'm at. It's a yard. Great. Well, you'll have some braiding to do. So that's the important of that number 36 for you Mm -hmm. is one yard. What are some of the objects that you're going to braid into your cord? Okay. So I, again, went to look up other correspondences that would support my communication with spirit, sort of necromancy type feel here. And of course, one of my favorite, favorite herbs was on the list, and that was bay leaf. Leave yes. So. And they look a lot like feathers and they're great to incorporate in exactly. to a witch's letter. 
Yes. They're a little hard because they often have short stems. So I like using bay leaves. And in the Pacific Northwest, they actually bay laurel grows here. So it's great to get fresh bay laurel because you can get the stem a little bit longer. Oh. And that's really great to incorporate in. In, ca- in the future, when people are sourcing, bay laurel is a very common uh, hedge that you yes. find all over. And if you can find fresh, you'll get a longer stem. But mm-hmm. out of the jar, your spice rack, bay laurel. Uh, or bay, um, you can find that in and incorporate it into your, like a feather. Yeah, that's and that's exactly what I was thought. I was like, oh, it looks like a feather. So I also have this pressed rose that Gorgeous. I got um, at a friend of mine's wedding, and then I also trimmed my willow tree. So I kept the branches and was like, wasn't this perfect timing? So I'm going to use a bunch of the willow tree branches as well. Willow is a great. Uh, wood for that purpose. And you can have a long piece of willow sticking out in different directions. So as you're braiding these in, do you know how many braids you're going to do nine braids and then stick something in Yep, or something like that? So you'll do nine braids and then stick something in and then braid. The braid was what is designed to hold it in place. So every nine braids, you're going to put something in. As you do that, as you incorporate the willow, the willow will not just stick out on one side. It'll start to stick out in different directions. You can also have the willow balance it in this middle. So you can have a willow branch be even, do it in the middle so it's balanced, or you can have it sticking out on one end. So it's your choice on how you'd like to do it. Pick your own aesthetic choices. That's right. That's right. Okay. Is there anything else that you're going to tie into yours or are those the trinkets you're going to use? Well, I'm going to use this little um, decorative knitting needle keychain (laughs) that I've always had and been like, these are useless. You can't actually use them, right? But it's so cute. I couldn't get rid of it. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll use this as my weight on the bottom. And it can also sort of be like my bells that I I don't currently have, but maybe we'll attach later at some point. Awesome. I love weighting the bottom. It really does help sort of ground it into reality. It's Mm -hmm. a great thing to do. Yeah, it's excellent. Okay. Other things that people have used is you can take a bill of money. So if you're going to do your witch's ladder for prosperity, and I'll just demo this. So here's a $5 bill. If I wanted to put dollar bills or money into, and you don't have to use real money, you can also use money that is paper money or play money that's designed for this purpose, but you can fold it long ways in half and then in quarters um, one way or the other. I actually like it with the face out because I think the fives are prettier. And even if at one end you fold it a little bit more narrow, Mm. you can use that sort of like a feather and then fan out the one end. And then you kind of have like a little fanned out, you know, bill and you can put these dollar bills or $5 bills and braid that into your witch's ladder. And that's a witch's ladder for prosperity. You can add, like we said, bones, other woods, and you can look up the woods and then we have correspondences in the free PDF that you can download again at bit.ly forward slash witch ladder has a lot of some basic correspondences. So that's awesome. So you're going to braid that together. And then do you know where you're going to display? Where are you going to hang your witch ladder? I had intended to keep it here in the office. So I I just loved the idea of it maybe like moving when I needed to pay attention to things, or if I was stuck on something, maybe I would hear it, you know, tingle with the um, bells and things on it that I'll further adorn it with later. So kind of almost like being rung 
to get noticed, which is how I feel when I'm getting something in that area. I always say it's like ringing my bells. Somehow this is like an actual physical manifestation of that. So this is great. You want to hang the witch ladder in the space where it's most relevant to the work that it's doing for you. Right. So if you are in this space where you're doing your meditation and communing with spirit, that's where you want, and it's for spirit communication, that's where you want to hang it. If it's for prosperity, you want to see if you can hang it in a place where you make money or in a place where you look at it every day as you go to work. Mm. You don't, can't always hang your witch ladder at work, right? Or right. put it somewhere. If it's for protection, can you hang it somewhere? Make a tiny one for the car or or make, you know, one that um, has you, you know, that's in the inside of your door of your home or somewhere mm, yeah. that is protective for you. Make a mini yeah. one and tack it into the side of your desk or sure. in a closet or something like that. I mean, yep. it's a little less spooky than putting it inside the walls, but maybe a little more yeah. practical. Maybe just as spooky when someone finds it. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> maybe even yeah. more spooky because it's kind of out there yeah. for them to find. So hmm. when you're done, you can tie that loop at the top and wait at the bottom and hang it somewhere on a light fixture, on a curtain rod, end of a curtain rod, pin it to the ceiling or to the wall. And when it's done, it doesn't ever have to be done. You can just keep it as, you know, decor, something that's always there. Um, If it's protective, it could just be a ward for your home. But if it does have a specific purpose and you're done with it, like this is designed to bring me a man Mm. (laughs) and that man shows up and you don't want any more men coming, then it's time to end that spell, right? And so you can disassemble or stop, you know, its work in many different ways. Mm. So if it's money, you can burn the money or you can cleanse it. So you can also take the trinkets out. And if it's money, you can soak them in salt water and then you can either donate or spend that money. You can unbraid the work and put things or give things away to purify something or to get rid of something. You can throw the thing away, bring something in. You can bury it on your property to sort of ground it into reality. If it's a working and you need to end it and you just need this to, you, you're like, okay, I want this over mm. and I no longer want this, whatever I did this intent for to be happening. You can cut the, the work. Cut I don't recommend cords. that. Ooh. Yeah. I don't recommend that. I mean, but it's a very dramatic and sudden way to just like stop the work. Even like the phrasing of it is dramatic. Like I'm cutting ties with this person today because of the thing. Yeah. But if I did it, let's say I did um, a witch's ladder and it was for manipulative magic. Like I was hexing something or I was doing something and I realized I did not want to do that. That is actually bringing more negativity mm. on me than I wanted. I could really, I could cut that and say, oh no, I release this no longer. I made a mistake. That's one of the reasons mm. I might want to do that. So it's okay, okay to do that. There are times when that makes sense. Yeah. So that's what I know about the witch's ladder and how we've used it. Mm. All right. Thoughts? What is your thought? Are you, are you inspired? I'm very oh, inspired. I also recommend doing this in a meditative or ritualistic space. So if you want to light a candle, if you want to light some incense, if you want to clear your space first, if you want to sit for a moment, ground and center, and then focus on your intention as you're braiding and doing the work, hmm. keep trying to connect with your grounding as you're doing that work and focus on your intent. If you choose to chant, you can chant your intent while you're 
you know, not maybe not the whole time, but every so often, whenever you're putting a trinket sure. in, you could say, you know, if you're doing a protective witch's ladder and you're using Rowan branches, you could say branch of Rowan, guide my way, keep me safely night and day. You Love could that. then put a bead of black bead or something grounding and mm. you could say, may this bead ground me. You know, mm, yeah. I just know the Rowan chant because it rhymes, but maybe you don't need <laughs> it to rhyme. You could just say this bead for grounding, you know, hematite. That's what I was trying to think of. Oh, this hematite bead to ground me, this Rowan branch to protect me, this feather to make to make my burdens light or whatever mm. the thing is. So yeah. you can simply say a statement whenever you put those in. So I have a practical question. Yes. <laughs> so when I'm starting to make the witch's ladder, when I'm actually braiding it and everything, oh, like, oh, yeah. am I just uh, how... holding this and braiding it? <laughs> no, I pin it. Like I find a way to secure the end when I'm braiding. Okay. So because uh, what I do is I make a loop at the end first. Yeah. Because that loop is how I'm going to hang it also. But however you want to do it, you could always add another piece of yarn to fit over something. Okay. In any case, so make your loop and then use that and you can pin it to a wall or you can, you know, to your lamp, mm, whatever is a... sturdy. But if you knot the end and then you have loose thread at the end, that's what you can then make your... Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. And you can use that to secure it. However, if you can find a bell, that's a really good end, you know, at the bottom, Mm, you know, especially for your purpose as a communication. I can't wait to see a picture of it after. So I hope you can post that. And here's my reveal of my finished witch's ladder. If you're listening to us via streaming right now, go ahead and check out our video feed or Instagram to see how it turned out. Well, should we do our weekly Oracle card draw? Yes, let's do. I have some cards here ready, unless you have some. No, let's do yours. All right. I just have a good pack, a good old pack of Rider Waite Smith cards. Woo. Can't go wrong with the classics. Let's shuffle these up here. Woo. ASMR shuffle. Okay, Katie, say one, two, or three. Two. Everyone says two. I love two. Okay, let's see what we got. (laughs) And it's a two. It's a two of swords, in fact. Two of swords. (laughs) So what's cool about this card, I just love looking at details you don't really notice before. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a card of air. The swords are are the element of air. But look behind her. She's sitting in front of a bunch of water. Mm -hmm. And the moon is up. It's this Diana's bow type of situation with this water. And yet that's an air card. So I often think about the influence of emotions on your choices, your mental choice. And the fact that you're blindfolded to this, like very mental, like decision-making one or the Mm. other. And it seems like it should be logical. And yet you're moved by emotion. Yeah. So this kind of speaks to that emotional play, emotional influence on what should be a logical decision. So your advice for people for the week? I think acknowledging that emotions, what is often a purely logical decision? Yeah, you know what? We are emotional humans. We have emotions. And to acknowledge them, to acknowledge our intuition of the moon, to acknowledge the emotions that are there, and to allow that awareness will let us make better decisions. Well, very good. Fabulous time. I hope you have all enjoyed learning about a witch's ladder really awesome form of cord magic, not magic. 
Mm-hmm. And a great way to, again, use things that you have around the house. Uh, try not to buy anything for this project if you want to follow along with us and use that as your creative constraint because you can find a lot just out in nature if you don't have anything laying around the house. Even if you use little pieces of paper with your intention written on them and yeah. then fold it out like a dollar bill. Very good. All right. Uh, what do you have going on this week? Anything that people need to know about? This week, I am teaching palmistry to the folks who have taken my palmistry classes before. Mostly what I'm doing is palm reading and I'm getting ready to launch my apprenticeship program. So I'm going to be offering a really amazing comprehensive training program for people to become palm readers and start up their own palm reading business. That's coming in just a a month or two. Information about that is on my email list, which you can find at thedivinehand.com. What's happening this week with you? I just wrapped up my knit along with the River Mitts, which you can still get kits for and the pattern for all linked in the show notes and on my website. And that was a great time. We did our bind off bash and I got to see people who finished or didn't finish like me, everyone showing up and all their cool color combinations. I've really enjoyed connecting more with not just our listeners, but you know, magical makers in general. If you missed out, feel free to find the pattern, like I said, on Ravelry or right on my website. And you can do a quick knit along with yourself anytime, just one week. If you make any of the things, if you make the river mitts, if you make the witch's ladder, yes, tag us on Instagram. We will share it. It is so fun to share the things you've made on our Instagram. And I'll make sure to post a picture of my finished witch's ladder when it's all done on our Instagram. And maybe I'll even show it off again next week on our podcast. See you next time. All right. See you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget, new episodes of Knit a Spell are conjured every Wednesday. Learn more at knitaspell.com and follow our Instagram page at knitaspell. If you have a quick second to support the show, feel free to drop us a review on iTunes or share this with a friend. Jim and I appreciate your support and look forward to seeing you next week.